us pause and have a moment of silence as we prepare ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here we are in the presence of God. Let us stand in body and spirit to acknowledge the importance of his word for this community. Welcome and good morning. Good morning for those who are here and good morning for those who are follow us on the live stream or later on the recording. As you can see, our minister Gary is still on his annual leave with his family. That's why I'm here. And yeah, let us pray that they really have a great time and that they come back re-energized. But there's one more service next Sunday you need to endure with me. As I said, this service is being live streamed. And last Sunday, the singing that we all could sing together, even behind the face mask, for me it made all the difference because it was us worshiping together, praising God together. And it, 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 for me it was really an emotional part. And even when I watched it later, the recording on the, on, on the internet, you really could see and uh, more you could hear, but it made all the difference. But still, we are supported by our soloists, so sorry, I don't want to diminish your input because you carried us through the whole, the whole time that we couldn't sing. So thanks a lot for that, and we appreciate that you still support us. Thank you. Let us worship God with words of Psalm 104. He makes springs force water into the raviness. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the fields. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil that makes faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. Amen. If you are able, please stand for our first hymn, hymn 64, Sing All Creations.
Let us pray. God, who provides us abundantly, we praise you for your abundance of your creation. We praise you for our food, water, air, shelter, clothing. We praise you for the love of our families and friends. We praise you for work and play, rest and exercise. God who lives among us, we praise you that in Jesus you came into our world. We praise you that in Jesus you shared our lives. We praise you that in Jesus you revealed to us your compassion and love. We praise you that we can reach out for you and you meet us. God, we are slow to respond to you and we ask for forgiveness when we refuse what you want to give us. For our greed for material comfort. For unwillingness to trust you. For our deafness to truth for a lack of love for each other, for carelessness about your world, for our refusal to share the gifts you have provided. Merciful God, in the certainty that you forgive us completely, we leave behind these things that shut you out of our lives. We turn gratefully to the future you wish for us, we trust you to satisfy our hunger for life more deeply and richly than we can comprehend. And through your forgiveness, loving Father, we are now bold to join into the prayer of your family all around the world, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And as always, my bullet points of intimations, and they are less this morning than last Sunday, but there are still a few, and mostly there are reminders. So the food bank is open on Tuesday as always at the West Halls from 10 to 12 and from 7 to 8. And it's great to see that so many people are still committed to, to, to bring food along because it's still and it will be for quite some time to come needed. And we are still on our summer, summer schedule so to speak for the service. So there's only the service at 9.30. Um, that will be this Sunday and next Sunday, August 8th. And then, as it stands at the moment, and I do this, do this disclaimer, but I don't think there will be a big change. So, August the 15th, Sunday, we will go back to a more normal service at 11 o'clock. So that means with more people can join because the social distancing has been discontinued. And there will also be Junior Church. Yay! Exactly. Well, I will ask Gary if then I can join there. Um, 
And, but there will, and Sunday Club, uh, but there will be also a service at 9.30 with a little bit more social distancing for those who feel more comfortable that way. So, very important, August 15th, a step more back to normal. As I said, our Minister Gary is on, on vacation until August 9th, and Reverend Dr. Alistair Shaw is providing a marginal pastoral uh, cover if that is required. Details are on the web page or can be also obtained from our session club. And as always, and I was a treasurer in Amsterdam in the congregation, so important for me as a former treasurer, there are opportunities to give uh, on monetary means for the life of our congregation when we, you exit the church, but you can also find details to donate money on the webpage. That were all the announcements. So let us listen to the scripture reading this morning. The scripture reading today is from the um, book of John, chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do, God's uh, to do the work God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Thanks be to God. Thank you.
strength from our faith. Amen. Bread. Last Sunday it was all about miracles. This Sunday it's all about bread. And for a German, this is a very important and sensitive topic. Because we Germans, we believe we don't only have the biggest variety of bread in the world, we even have the best ones, of course. And we Germans even approached the United Nations to ask if our bread could become a world heritage. And when you live abroad, one thing what you really miss as a German, and, and, and sorry, it's simply our bread, the real bread, the sourdough bread, the real crusty and tasty one. And, and Astrid and I are in the, in the fortunate position that my mother-in-law once a week is baking the real bread. So she starts in the evening uh, making the pre-dough and then the next day adds the flour and waits again for hours. So once a week we have this wonderful smell of fresh bread going through our house. And so bread is really something important, something essential for our lives. But there are also other things which are important and essential, which we are longing for, like security, peace, peace, help, friendship, love. And through the pandemic, we really became aware how essential they are and also how fragile they are. And then there is other threats like climate change, poverty, hunger, injustice. And we wonder how will we solve that? Who can provide answers? Who will lead us? Where are the experts, the leaders who help us to get out of the mess? And who will not only provide for our needs, for the needs of our neighbors, our friends, and especially our children. And here, we are in the middle of our story this morning. The story this morning was about bread, and a crowd of people asked Jesus who and how will sometime someone take care of their needs. And let us just recap what happened the day before there at the Lake of Galilee. Jesus just fed, uh, just fed a crowd of 5,000 people who gathered to listen to him. And they not only were fed, there were also a lot of leftovers. The crowd was so impressed by Jesus that they wanted to make him their king. And that was a moment when Jesus withdrew and crossed the lake to the other side, to the other shore. But Jesus could not escape them. The crowd followed Jesus because they had many questions. And once they caught him, a dialogue started. But a very strange dialogue. You could wonder, did they even speak the same language? And some of you may remember when you learned a foreign language how difficult it is to express to express what you really mean because you are lacking words. So 
when I arrived in Scotland, for example, I had to learn some new words. That the little word we stands for little. And that a cuppa is a cup of tea. And then you have even the, the, the dialects. When, when uh, 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 the engineer for our internet connection came um, and he started to work and I offered him coffee and tea and I got an answer and I do not know until today if he wanted coffee or tea or nothing. And here it is similar. The crowd asked Jesus question and Jesus answered. But it was almost as if they talked cross-purpose. They talked past each other. And a little disclaimer, this phrase is talking cross-purpose and talking past each other. I even had to check on the internet what, how to express that. I hope at least you know what I mean when they cross, they did not understand each other. So let us dive into the dialogue to understand better what was going on that day at the lakeside. The people in the crowd asked Jesus a question. The first one seems to be trivial. Rabbi, when did you come here? It clearly indicates they were interested. They wanted something from Jesus. They made an effort to follow him. And Jesus, uh, they made an effort to follow him. Because Jesus had provided for them. Had he not taken care of their needs? Did he not only feed them? but also healed people, drove out demons, and even brought a little girl back from death. What could you expect more from a leader, a king, taking care of the needs of people? And yes, Jesus did this all. And yes, the church is called to do the same, like our motto here at Houston at Killeleg Kirk, love, care, share. And this is essential. It is, our, it is our care, our compassion with others. In this, we follow Jesus' example. And then the more Jesus' answer was surprising, almost confrontational. You are looking for me because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus wanted to talk with them about something else, beyond their immediate needs. Jesus wanted to talk about God. So, logically, the second question of the people, they, they thought, okay, when you want to talk about God, tell us, what must we do to perform the works of God? What do we need to do? Lead us. Give us a recipe. Be our teacher. Be our leader. So the talking cross-purpose, the talking past each other continued. The crowd asked, what and how? And Jesus was, responded, was responding with who? This he wanted to talk about. Who? He asked them, to believe in the one God has sent, in himself. But again, cross-purpose. What really the crowd was, think was thinking is, oh, 
This is finally something we can understand. It seems Jesus talks about someone God sent, like the famous Moses. And they all know, knew the story of Moses. God sent Moses a long time ago to liberate Israel when they were enslaved in Egypt. Moses provided them with food when they were on the run, when they were lost in the desert and were starving, the famous manna. Moses performed these miracles in those days. Did Jesus not perform similar miracles just the day before when, they, when he provided food for them? So it makes sense. Jesus, so it makes sense to ask Jesus what else they could expect from him. What was the next big thing he would do? And this is the moment Jesus needed to intervene, needed to put something right. It was not Moses who fed you, but it was my father who gave you the bread. And not only did he give you bread you can collect and eat like the manna, but bread from heaven that gives life to the world. And again, the people thought, okay, if this is true, then the most logical thing is to ask Jesus to continue to give them this bread. And now was a moment where Jesus put all the cards on the table. It is not that he, Jesus, gives this bread. He's not like Moses who gave the manna and on God's behalf. Jesus himself is the bread. Jesus himself is God among you. Jesus himself is God among us. But why is this dialogue so complicated? Why does it seem the crowd and Jesus talk at cross-purpose, talk past each other? I think it is because God is so much more than we can comprehend. God wants to be so much more for us than we can ever imagine and that we can ever express. Throughout the whole Bible, people have gathered words and phrases to describe their experience with God. God is a creator. God is Lord and King. God is almighty. God is just. God is merciful. God is a father. God is compassion. God is love. God wants to be our teacher. God wants to be our guide, our leader. God wants to heal and provide for us. God wants to liberate. And this list can go on and on and on and on. God is so much more, and God wants so much more for us, and we struggle to put this into words. As we have different variety of breads, well, German ones, British ones, French ones, Italian ones, Asian, African, we will never be able to taste them all. But what all these varieties of bread have in common is they are essential for our living. And we are in the fortunate situation that we can eat bread almost every day. But there are so many in our communities and cities in poorer countries 
who struggle to have their daily bread on the table. And we struggle to understand, we struggle to provide for each other. And I think that is the reason why God came to us. Jesus, God's only Son, lived among us. Jesus lives among us. Jesus' compassion, Jesus' care for the vulnerable and outcast, Jesus' confrontation with unjust structures and dogmas, Jesus' healing of the sick, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. All this is God's overflowing love among us. And that is why Jesus calls himself the bread of life. And as we can taste different varieties of bread in Jesus, we get an insight of what God is and what God wants for us. God wants celebrating with the joyful, comforting the sick and needed, weeping with the sad, bringing justice to the outcast, feeding the hungry. This is the bread of life. This is the living God in and through Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. God, creator and giver of all that is and all that we have. We thank you for the wonderful variety of things to eat, the colors, the textures, the tastes and the smells. For the food which gives us energy and vitality that strengthens us and helps us to grow. For the availability of food and for advances in agriculture which could make it possible for all to have sufficient to eat. But we, O oh God, we struggle to recognize you as the giver of all what we have. But we, O oh God, we struggle to understand that you want to feed us with your living bread. But we, O oh God, struggle to be good stewards of your abundant gifts. In our struggle, O oh God, hear our prayer. We pray for the many in our communities, in our cities, all around the world who have not enough to eat. We pray for all who work to bring food to those places where many are still waiting to be fed. We pray for politicians, administrators, industry leaders, that they use their powers and influences to create justice and prosperity. We pray for those who support the needy, the homeless, the devastated by life. We pray for those who hunger for love and friendship. We pray for those who need a new perspective, work, social security, hope. We pray for those who question their meaning, who run, who run out of self-esteem. We pray for all who are longing to know you, to meet you, to be loved by you. In our struggle, we turn to you, living God. Pour out wisdom, open our hearts, use our hands that we follow Jesus, 
and become the living bread for others. Amen. Our closing hymn is hymn 685, For Every Born a Place at the Table.
Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Jesus said, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is God's declaration to us when we go now into the week. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forevermore. Thank you.